and welcome to The Gap. This is an international men's day podcast where I'll be speaking with the men who are making a difference by having the conversations that other men need to hear. This podcast is about busting the myth that men bottle things up. Now, I'm sure that they still do, but I continue to find men who openly want to share their experience with mental illness, stress and anxiety and depression in the hope that other men will no longer feel the need to shut down that conversation, to shut out the people that who care about them, to shut out the people who care about them and willingly open up if they are experiencing thoughts of suicide or feeling lonely. Today I speak with Maddie Johns from Be Better Than Yesterday, a talented photographer, a father of two, a friend and a son who has been impacted by not only suicide, but loss and the feelings of worthlessness in his own life. His story really struck me because he took his pain and combined it with a passion for photography that created an image that was nothing less than impactful. It was a lone walker on a Newcastle beach, captured from an aerial view, representing just how lonely we feel sometimes in this world. The image went on to be exhibited in a Newcastle art gallery and sold at an auction to raise money for Lifeline, a worthy cause that is there as a prevention and intervention tool for those who are thinking of suicide. So let me introduce you to Maddie Johns and he's going to tell you a little bit about his project. So when did you particularly, like, when did you start this idea? Like what was happening for you? Um, I, this, this idea's kind of been floating around, I guess, for a while now. Um, I've always wanted to do something to raise awareness for mental health um, from, I suppose, losing my mum two years ago. Um, really suddenly, so that was really hard. And I lost my best mate to suicide last year. So, um, yeah, kind of, I've always wanted to do something to, you know, open that conversation about it. And um, I suppose I'll, we, we had a bit of a um, bit of a conversation a few weeks ago with one of my mates and I was like, what can I do to help? And I was just driving to work one day and the song come on and just I got thinking and I thought, you know what, what if I did a, basically like a raffle with a print and, um, you know, for Lifeline and, um, yeah, kind of, you know, kind of flown the idea around a little bit and, and um, yeah, kind of, I've, I, to be honest, I kind of copped a little bit of criticism with it saying it, it was a bad idea or, um, you know, it was, wasn't going to work. But, you know, a lot of my friends actually backed me and a lot of my friends I do photography with backed me and, yeah, and here we are now. Especially in my community, I'm, I'm heavily involved in, you know, the local sport here in Newcastle uh, with, like, rugby league and, and um, touch football up here as a player and a coach and, and even being, you know, a special education support teacher, you know, I'm, I'm heavily involved in the community and I guess it's, um, I suppose, making them proud, I suppose, and even my own two sons, um, you know, because, in, you know, mental health is something I'm so passionate about because as as my two sons are going to get older, who knows what the world's going to be like with technology or yeah, and mental health and things like that. So um, I, I guess I'm a type of person where I'm a doer. I like to do things. If I have an idea, I can't sit on it. I have to I have to just get it done. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm actually really proud that I've done it now, especially in the position I'm in currently. So 
you know, I'm really glad I backed myself and, you know, kind of pushed those negative um, comments to the side. Okay. So tell me what it is that you're actually doing. Uh, yeah. So I've, I've got one of my prints. So you'll see it on my Instagram page. As it was on Father's Day actually. I had my had my drone in the air and there's a strip here in Newcastle between Mary the Beach and Bar Beach. And usually it's quite full of morning walkers um, that do the walk along the beach line there. And there's this one particular morning on Father's Day, there was there was no one on there. Um, and then next minute, this this person um, come along the beach and started walking in the opposite direction. I, and I took this took this image and I've kind of run with it because for me, it, it, that okay, yes, that image looks like it's just a single person on the beach, but for me, it actually represents um, that I suppose that mental health side where we're never alone. You know, that that person on the beach has family to go home to, or you know, friends work colleagues, things like that, um, support networks within the community. So, um, yeah, so I'm using this print. I'm basically selling, it's basically a number raffle. So I'm selling numbers for $10 each. Um, and at the end of that, I'm going to raffle them off next week, put in an auto generator and uh, the winner gets to keep that print and display it in their home or business or whatever it may be. And, yeah, it's been, it's been a wonderful experience. Can I tell you that I have just had goosebumps all over my body and I am welled up with tears because as soon as I saw that image, that is exactly what I was thinking. Um, Yeah, that's really powerful and uh, is going to have a huge impact um, when you pull that story out to tell people what that means because I think a lot of people feel like that. Yeah, I I think a lot of people can relate. Mm. Especially, especially UFA with COVID, I think a lot of people, um, you know, can relate to that situation where at some stage in our lives we've felt alone or feel alone or going to feel alone. Um, well, it's, but, the, it's know, the number one, uh, you know, reason why people end up committing suicide. Is that's that exactly that, right. You know, there's, I, I guess I'm so passionate about it because my, my mate that, that committed suicide last year, out of all my friendship groups, he's, he's by far the last person I would have ever thought would have done that. Um, you know, and the pain's never gone away. And I, I guess for me, it's the confusion as to why why he did it. You know, he, yeah. he had a beautiful he had a beautiful daughter. He had an amazing job, um, a beautiful family that I'm very close with. Um, I, to this day, I still don't understand it. What was going through his head to why he got to that that point? And I guess. I don't want other people to feel the pain that him and his his family and our friendship group and and others um, that he was involved in ever feel that pain because suicide's not the answer. There's plenty of people out there. You know, I've I've had my fair share of dark thoughts as well, and I'm I'm one of the lucky ones. I've come out the other side. So this is me, I suppose, using my life experiences um, to help others. I guess is my message. Mm. And just going back to you, mate, like if you were to look back now, what would, mm-hmm. how would you describe him? Uh, he, he was definitely, he's very, definitely cheeky. <laughs> that's for sure. He, he was just, a, he was just a simple, genuine, caring Aussie bloke. You know, he, he loved to be, he was a hard worker, family man, very family orientated. Um, we grew up surfing together and, one of the first things I did when he when he did pass away, I designed a tattoo. Um, it's got his name in it. Um, 
And it was actually a picture of a wave and the sun. And there's me and I think about seven or eight of us now that have that tattoo. I've got mine on my ankle. And the reason why I put it on my ankle was because what do you do every day before you go to work? You put your shoes and socks on. So for me, it's a daily reminder that to, uh, to keep powering on and, you know, make him proud um, and help other people. So that, that's kind of my fuel every day. It's a, it's a constant reminder just how precious life is and to never take it for granted. I was, I was lucky enough that, you know, I've kind of come out the other side of that kind of those darker times and now it's my time to give back to my community and those, those surrounding Australians. So. Yeah, so tell, tell me about what you did. Um, what, what were some of the strategies that you used to come out of that? I definitely um, surrounded myself with some really positive people um, in my life and that comes from uh, some of my really close mates' parents who have got an amazing relationship. They're, you know, they're basically like my second families um, and they've, they've uh, welcomed me into their homes. I'm big, on, I'm big on exercise. I love fitness in the gym. I love just going to the gym, putting my headphones on and this is kind of escaping from a bit of reality, I suppose. Um, and my, my biggest one this year has been photography. Um, you know, I've, I've, I'm very, very lucky to be in the position I am today. It's, it's been a lot of hard work, but it, I suppose when COVID hit and footy was taken away from me, I, I was a bit lost, I suppose. Um, yeah, and I, um, I, I got, just happened to get the new iPhone and it's got a pretty good camera. Started taking some snaps just to get me out of the house with COVID and Next minute, I bought a camera, and then I bought a drone, and then I've started an Instagram page, and met some. I've met some amazing people through photography, and um, who are, who I talk to every day, and now considered some of my closest friends. So, I'm from photography. Then this year, to come out of it, it's been the support networks. Support networks I have around me is that uh, who I am today. So it really sounds like you sort of found a purpose, and then the connections were the sort of the lifelines? Yeah, I think so. I think there's a there's a man up here that I have so much time for and so much respect. Um, his name is Lindsay Walker. He actually did a uh, 100-kilometre walk here in Newcastle not so long ago and he actually raised $10,000 um, himself for Lifeline and he's actually a Lifeline volunteer and I speak to him quite regularly and I've got so much respect for him and, yeah, he's kind of a big reason uh, behind this push as well for what I'm doing, and he was after talking to him. For me, um, the 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 charity that I needed to choose it was so clear cut, and I didn't even have to think of anything else because I'm so passionate about what I do. Yeah, you only have to speak to someone who's um, been on the other end of the line uh, of Lifeline to know what uh, what a vital support line it is in those moments. I guess you mentioned um, sport, photography, and fitness. Mm-hmm. How important are those routines, do you think, in maintaining your own mental health? Yeah, I'm huge on routine. So not only do I play, I play rugby league up here in Newcastle, but I also coach women's sport. So I coach an under-20s uh, female. Ah, you're a man rep, after rep. my own heart. That's, ah, yeah, <laughs> I'll need so to recruit I, you for that podcast. <laughs> yeah, so I, um, yeah, I coach an under-20s girls side up here in Newcastle and an 18 side and a 20s boy side. And I get so much satisfaction in uh, coaching both those, all those sides. And it's so rewarding. I, I just found, I found this new passion and lease of life 
for it. And um, it just, you know, I've, I've been privileged enough to be coached by some of the best coaches in the world and part of some of the best sporting teams here in Newcastle. And um, I suppose it's me taking that, uh, what I've learned and those things I've taken away and what, what, what do you need to do to be successful? And now I'm, I suppose, finding my own identity as a coach. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been the last two years and that's really helped me get through those, those tougher times. And I'm, I'm actually very, very open with the, especially the girls in regards to that. You know, we had a conversation last Friday night. Um, I had a really open conversation, um, with the girls, especially those girls that are going through their HSC at the moment. Um, and I basically, it was just basically a conversation to say, look, I'm here. My phone's available 24 seven. Always give me a call. I'm always there. So. And, you know, I had a few girls actually in tears and it was quite moving and it's, yeah, it's very, very rewarding. Yeah, well, I think we all need a Maddie John then in our lives, sounds like. <laughs> um, you talk about um, that role that you've taken on and there's a, a, a fairly high level of responsibility that comes with coaching. So mm-hmm. how do you approach that? Because that's all about, you know, um, holding that space for people as they grow. Yeah, sure. Um like I said, I'm big on fitness with the girls. I remember when I first got them, they thought I was the worst person in the world, but I knew what it took to play at that level. Um, you know, so for, for example, we've got like a WhatsApp group. So I'm, I'm big on accountability. So for example, they've got to post an extra two fitness sessions a week um, into our WhatsApp group to show that they've, they've committed, done what they needed to do. Um, you know, and that that's just, that's just something so small, but for me, it's so big because you know, it's not only are they committed to the team, but they're committed to their own personal health and their own mental health. So there's a combination of things in regards to that idea. Uh, but yeah, I, there, yeah, I mean, there sorry. is a big thing about that because you know, if you're checking in every week, you sort of you understand their personality and you can tell pretty much straight away if something's off. Yeah, oh, like I said, I've got a pretty good relationship with those group of players where I know something's wrong or something's not quite right. Um, or if I know if I need to push them a little bit further. But to me, it's it's amazing to see how close they've come as a group. And it's it's really proud. But not only have I come close to them as a group, I've become close with their parents. And we've got like a really good community connection there. And it's a really good vibe. And it's it's something I'm really proud of and something I want to keep keep doing. They they think that they're I'm helping them. But in the same sense, They've really helped me get, like I said, get through those tougher times. So that that relationship and that level of respect we all have for each other, it's, it's quite amazing. Well, they're counting on you to turn up, aren't they? So you're yeah, not, really. not going to let anyone down. No, you know, like I suppose this is really hard to talk about, but I'm, like I said, I'm a very open person. Last year, you know, I was hardly working. Um, I had to I had to give my car back to the bank because I couldn't afford it. Um, and I, I was basically catching public transport to get to, you know, where we where we train, which is about 45 minutes away from where I live. So that was my dedication and my commitment because I never wanted to let those girls down. So I guess where that respect comes from, that they know how hard it was for me, you know, four months ago. And I never never once gave up and I never missed a training session, despite what was going on in my life where financially I wasn't doing too well. I didn't have a car. So I think, you know, they, they know that I, I genuinely care about them and my heart's in the best possible place. Yeah. Um, I, I've definitely got, 
I've definitely got a, a group of friends that reach out to me quite regularly now. Um, and even, I suppose, even even as a teacher as well, you, you, you even have your students come to you when they're, you know, they're not doing well and things like that. But uh, I, I just think it's nice to know that there's people out there that, that feel comfortable enough to come to come to you when they're not doing so great. There's been plenty of plenty of phone calls or, you know, coffees at the beach um, and people, people are opening up because it's such, that's the hardest part is admitting that something's wrong in your life or you need help. And, you know, to be that person for someone, it's, it's a really great feeling. Mm, so, so leading on from that, how do you deal mm. with failure and rejection? Definitely a lot better than I did a couple of years ago. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, to, be, to be honest, I, I think, Failure is failure is not it's not a bad thing because by failing we're learning. Okay, we're, we're oh, I love that answer. That's, yeah, that's the answer I'm looking for. Oh, there's, yeah, there's plenty of things that I've done that I've failed at. But you know what? I look at it and I go, okay, that didn't work. How can I rectify that and move on from that and, and actually have another go? Okay, that's you know, there's plenty of things that I've done in the last four months that that you know last year, the year before, didn't work, you know, like I had to, I had to work my bum off to, to get another car, you know, I had to really work hard to get a secure, a full-time job, things like that, um, you know, have savings in the bank so, you know, I could take my kids to, you know, go to the zoo or, you know, buy them new clothes or things like that, um, new toys, you know, and then even the, even the rejection from, say, job applications or, okay, I didn't get that job, I asked for feedback. And then I'll, you know, reassess and go again. Even with my photography, you know, I've got a really good friendship group with some amazing photographers here in Newcastle. We've got a nice little group chat. You know, we're always constantly sending photos through. What do you think of that? And asking for that, I suppose, that constructive feedback. You know, oh, I don't like this, I don't like that. And sometimes it might be hard to hear and you're like, I might really like it. But, you know, one of my mates might say, oh, I don't like that. But you have to take that on board because that's someone else's opinion. We're not always right. That's really interesting. Um, so I want to talk to you just a little bit more about the rituals that uh, are typically male and some of the destructive ones that could be replaced with a, a healthier version. Have you sort of worked out what they are? Oh, for sure. You know, like a couple of years ago, I was the type of bloke that would finish footy training and then drive through KFC a couple of times a week you know, and even on a weekend. So I think diet's a huge one for me, you know. I, I'm big I'm big on, okay, I don't mind having a bit of takeaway every now and again, but I, I'm big on just that real balanced diet as well. I found for me that that works. Um, I really like to do that gym routine where COVID really hurt me actually in that regard, but I'm big on getting up in the morning. I either go, go into the beach, go for a swim or might go to, yeah, go to the gym. But or even it might even just be a coffee with a friend at the beach, just that open air. But I suppose with me being, with my life being so busy, especially being a father as well, um, you know, my my Monday to Sunday is chock a block. So I like I'm very structured and very routine based because, you know, I, I really like to keep busy. You know, you know, for example, first thing I did this morning, I woke up, uh, read the paper, went and had a coffee with a friend at the beach. You know, now I'm at work afternoon I've got another interview I've got to do and then I'm off to footy training so you know I like to I like to keep myself busy but it's also you got to find time for yourself 
Um, so like tomorrow morning, I'll I'll be sure to be at the gym first thing in the morning, headphones in, me you know me time, and that's something that I've really learnt the last probably six months that I really need to focus on myself because at the at the at the present, you know, you have to be number one as well. You can't forget to look after yourself. The reason why I went into photo space is when my mum and my best mate died, I had no photos of them. <laughs> I literally had I literally had no photos. I've got no photos really, like recent photos of them to remember by. All of them are old. So it's just like how you know, I'm always taking photos of my kids now because, you know, what happens if something happened to one of us three? So you know, I'm big on that, but uh, yeah, I hope so. You know, even even around the school grounds the last two weeks, the amount of kids coming up to me, you know, you know, oh, you're doing such a good job, sir. And, and then um, yesterday I did a presentation to the photography class here at school, and you know that went really that went really good as well. No, no, it's really cool. So we got a uh, Newcastle exhibition night here in Newcastle. Um, it's at, called Soul Collective at Merriweather. Uh, so there's me and eleven other amazing photographers like I said before who are my friends um, and I suppose selecting the photos that I was going to display in this exhibition especially when my first it, it, probably, it took me a good couple of hours to really think what would people connect with and so basically what I ended up deciding was because I'm the first person when you walk into this exhibition so I suppose I've got a really important job to capture those people's eyes rather than just keep walking past so the way I went about it is I've lived in Newcastle for 32 years. I love this city more than anything. And it's a real privilege to be capturing these moments with people and sharing them. So I thought, why not do that? So every every single, I think there's, there's seven I've picked are all Newcastle related. So that's the angle I've gone for. And I hopefully, you know, that someone might walk in and see a picture of Mary of the bars and that, they might be connected because, you know, they might have lost a brother or a sister or a husband or someone or, you know, they might see a picture of Nobby's Beach and they've, you know, they might have proposed there. Who knows? Everyone, everyone here I found has some form of connection with some some picture I've taken, which is very humbling and also very exciting. Oh, and I think that's why it's important because, you know, it's because some people it's going to make them cry and some people it's going to make them happy. So I think you've just got to keep yeah. going regardless. I, I and... think the biggest one, yeah, oh, I think the biggest one, and if you don't mind, I'd love to share this story with you, but something crazy in my life actually really happened with my photography last week. Um, and it's about a man that actually passed away. Um, so basically I was at the beach last um, Friday morning, just taking a photo, what I normally do. Um, later that day, I got a phone, I got a um, notification on my phone saying a lifeguard had passed away um, from a medical condition in the water. Um, and I knew I had this photo of this lifeguard on my phone um, so I posted it on my Instagram just out of respect. And within two, I was, I just started driving home. Within two minutes, I got a message and it was his best mate. And actually the man in that picture was the man that passed, the lifeguard that passed away. And I just got goosebumps and started crying. Like I just I could not believe what was happening. And, you know, that's next second, minute he's... It's the second time you've made me cry. <laughs> oh, oh, even talking about now... And, Oh, um, you know, within within five minutes, I'm on the phone to local news here, and you know, journalists, and his best mate, and then I spoke to his wife and his daughter, and you know, and I thought, you know what, I knew, I knew what they were feeling from losing my mum, and I just mm. wanted to help. Yeah. So the next day, um, the next day, I went and got those. I got two photos. So there's that one of the, of him, the lifeguard, putting 
open this, you know, this beautiful image of Nobby's Beach. You know, if you see that image, you think it's a beautiful photo, but actually it's the last time you see this man alive. And yeah. the, the other image is he, is his board, um, his backpack, and these footprints that, that go to the board and then go to the water, and they're the last footprints you see as well. So I, th- I needed to do something just in my heart. I just I just couldn't sit on it. It was front page of the paper here the next on the Saturday. Um, you know, I was getting a lot of, lot of publicity from it. You know, this isn't about me at all. This is about a man that's just lost his life and his family. There's um, so much pain. And so I actually went and got these two photos printed and framed um, to give to this family for his funeral. And um, the family actually um, asked me to, to come over in the afternoon and, I met his daughter and her partner and they were, they were beautiful. And we just got to share some stories and get to know a bit more about him. And, you know, to come to come from that, um, it's just such a, a beautiful a beautiful story, I suppose, in such a tragic time, you know, that I was – who captures that image, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Is, yeah. You know, it was just right – just right place, right time. Well, yeah, and I think we we all need to sort of acknowledge that, you know, what the work that you do is um, what I say because my sister's a photographer as well and we talk about it all the time but it's really you're capturing those moments in time and that's what life is, just these, you know, random sequence of moments that we remember. Oh, without a doubt. It's, um, you know, even, even next week he's, their family's having to paddle out with all of his work colleagues and family and friends and, you know, I promised them that I'll take my drone down there and, and, and video and take some photos for them, for them to keep that moment forever as well. And that's just, again, that's just me giving back to community and that's something I'm really big about. Yeah, well, it looks like you had a, uh, you've got a photo there of another one as well. Was that the um, the surfer? Um, Did you? Oh, is, that the, is that the one in the, there in a circle? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was... Um, so that was um, Nick Slater, his name was. Oh, that's um, right, a, yes. Yeah, so he was the shark victim up yep. in Queensland. Um, so I had a few friends um, that, that asked me if I could would, um, would come and videograph and, and take some photos of that. And again, that was a, a beautiful experience for, you know, something so tragic, but that, that particular morning, it was a celebration of life. And you know, there's a photo. On, there's a photo, and there's actually a video that I've created there in my reels on my Instagram page that I've, I captured of that day as well. And it was just such a privilege to be a part of. But I guess I have, again, like I think losing my mum and my best mate. I know what people are feeling. I suppose mm. I've, I've felt that pain. So you know, you 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 know, I'm not doing it for money or fame or you know to grow my Instagram. I do it because I genuinely care and I want to help people get through that pain barrier, I suppose, and give them something to, to have them to hold. Yeah, I guess. But I, I look at it and go, if you are making money at it, it gives you the freedom then to do more. And if you have got the fame, then you've got awareness and you're sharing your message. So I would say that you need to embrace all of it. <laughs> Thank you. No, def- <laughs> definitely embracing it. Yeah. Um, and you've just got such a beautiful workplace if, you, uh, you know, if you're on the beach taking photographs. So we're very jealous because I would love that. Uh-huh. Take a laptop down the beach any day. That's exactly right. I'm very, very lucky to live where I am. Yeah, Newcastle is a beautiful place. Well, I reckon that you are doing a brilliant job. I've had a look at some of these photos and they are just incredible because what struck me was that you are definitely giving people a different perspective, not only in your photography from this bird's eye view where we get to sort of step back and see everything sort of from afar, 
which gives us a yeah, greater perspective. But just your attitude and just the uh, the way that you're able to embrace, you know, what mental health actually looks like and yeah, um, and you. how you That's go about much. maintaining it. So I just want to say thank you for, you know, contributing to this space because I think the more people that you can reach out to and touch, um, the yeah. impact you're going to have. Thank you so much. That's right. All right. Well, I really, really appreciate you talking to me about this subject. I know that it is hard and um, you're very articulate in in your conversation. So I appreciate you, you know, being the standard and a role model in your community. Ah, thank you very much for having me. And I just appreciate this opportunity and let me have a chat with you guys today. And I think it's fantastic what you guys do. And I'm very humbled to be part of this. So thank you so much. All right. Well, we'll be sharing it for you and um, you can check out his Instagram at, at uh, underscore be better than yesterday underscore. Thanks, Maddie. Thanks so much. That, no, that, that was honestly awesome. And I, I just, your leading questions really helped too. And, you know, I thought that was, that was amazing. Thank you. You know, any, anything more I can ever do for you guys, you know, whenever. Like I said, I really appreciate the opportunity and you got, yeah, you taking the time to have a chat with me today. It means a lot actually. So thank you. Now, Maddie's story and experience is not unusual. And I guess what we can look forward to is seeing some great images from his new project and the collaborations that he's got going up in Newcastle. You can follow him again on underscore be better than yesterday underscore on Instagram. I hope this has given you some insight and some great strategies on how to manage your mental health. In this series, I speak to other professionals, social groups and government agencies, as well as employers who are proactively engaging in mental health awareness through socially connected programs. They are actively responding with those early interventions that focus on well-being and suicide prevention. And this month being Movember and International Men's Day being celebrated on the 19th, we're all looking for a cure. But the cure is already here. It's called connection. It's sprinkled with a little bit of kindness and it's about having that generosity of thought that men are dealing with the changing tide of social norms and whatever else they have on their plate. So in speaking with hundreds of men in distress, under pressure and in a space where they feel like they're failing, I want to try and make life a little easier. And I've done this podcast not only for them, but for the women in their lives so that they can learn how to support them. Three of the understandings that stuck out from this project that men were inadvertently communicating were things like accepting who they were, acknowledging what they contributed and appreciating who they could be. Now, when we've got three out of four suicides being our young men and boys with causal factors linked such as financial distress, health-related issues or relationship stress, we need to learn how to recognise that a lot of men still carry the burden of expectation. And much of it is self-imposed just as it is for women. Sometimes they assume the responsibility or it's just part of their role. But I hope these conversations in this series provide you with the lived experience and the encouragement to seek the support or get a referral for counselling because there is so much research online. There are loads of resources for managing mental illness and maintaining mental health. Don't hesitate to reach out. If you need help, 
You have the men's line, the lifeline, life in mind, beyond blue and the suicide callback service. These are just some of the websites that will help you wherever you're at. I'd love to know what you thought of Maddie's interview. Leave us a rating or a review and tune into the next episode of The Gap 